Giving a voice. A voice. A voice. A voice. Voices. 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 Giving a voice to young scientists. Each new generation of GYA members observes that reaching out across disciplines and societies requires capabilities and practical knowledge that are often not a part of typical academic training. To support the development of future science leaders within the GYA, the Science Leadership Program, or SLP for short, was developed and has since had a ripple effect around the world, both within and beyond the GYA. The first SLP began in 2015 when former GYA co-chair Bernard Slippers worked with the University of Pretoria in South Africa and the Robert Bosch Foundation. The result was the Africa Science Leadership Program, which fosters collaborative leadership capabilities and builds a regional network of emerging future science leaders. The ASLP, as it is known, continues to offer training and mentoring structures on the African continent. And now, the Science Leadership Latin America and the Caribbean, or the LAC-SLP, program has taken shape. The LAC-SLP is a pilot initiative addressing the unique challenges faced by young researchers in the region. The LAC-SLP is an immersive nine-month program designed specifically for the region by Latin American scientists. Crafted in Spanish, the program enables participants to reflect on and analyze the existing challenges faced by young researchers in the region. The primary objective of the LAC-SLP is to devise concrete steps and policy briefs aimed at tackling these obstacles head-on, while also aiming to build a collaborative network of LAC science leaders who share best practices and advocate for science as a group. The LAC SOP is made up of a series of online sessions featuring forums, workshops on policy briefs, science communication, and insights from science advocates across Latin America. Complementing these virtual interactions, an in-person workshop was held in the city of Leticia, Colombia, which further enriched the program's impact. With over 260 applications pouring in from diverse countries in Latin America and the Caribbean, the program carefully selected 20 outstanding fellows representing 10 countries and a wide range of fields, including the health sciences, biology, social sciences, chemistry, physics, engineering, and so on. One outcome of the program is a forthcoming report for the Global Young Academy about the participation of the first cohort of the Scientific Leadership Program Latin America and the Caribbean in the Sustainable Research and Innovation Congress 2023, which was held in Panama. I'm your host, Jim Curtis, and I do hope you enjoy this episode of Voices of Young Scientists, the podcast of the Global Young Academy. GYA member Paulina Carmona Mora will take it from here. Um, so today we are going to discuss one of the policy briefs uh, that are part of the Leticia Declaration. Um, this is uh, all based on the Science Leadership Program for Latin America and the Caribbean uh, by the Global Young Academy. Uh, this program was uh, done thanks to the funding uh, from the Interacademy Partnership and with our partners, the National University of Colombia, uh, Young Academy of Argentina, Science in Panama, OWSD, National Chapter of Colombia, uh, the Mexican Association for the Advancement of Science, 
and UNESCO. So the Science Leadership Program uh, for Latin America and the Caribbean uh, is a program, uh, an eight-month program that was developed in Spanish and where fellows reflected and analyzed the challenges that our region uh, faces in terms of uh, young researchers and science systems. Um, they focus in creating these policy briefs that make up the Leticia Declaration. Um, for this uh, science leadership program, we have online sessions where we uh, have uh, interactions with different partners and short workshops on policy briefs and science communication. And we learn from different science advocates from the Latin America and the Caribbean region. Uh, we met in person at the National University of Colombia in the Leticia campus. And this, uh, as you heard the name before, was the name of the declaration, uh, the declaration of Leticia. Uh, it's um, composed of two policy briefs uh, for the sustainable development of our research systems in uh, Latin America and the Caribbean. Um, Leticia was a very inspiring location to meet for this program because it's in the heart of the Amazon forest. It's a very significant place for Latin America because it is a city close to three borders. So from Colombia to Brazil and Peru. Um, and here uh, we met with fellows from 10 different countries, uh, Peru, Chile, Mexico, Ecuador, Brazil, Panama, Guatemala, Paraguay, Argentina, and Colombia. Um, so now you are going to hear from one of the authors about this policy brief. Thank you, Paulina, for uh, inviting me uh, to deliver this podcast for the GYA. Uh, I am Javier Chiriboga Morales from Quito, Ecuador. I am a plant scientist. Uh, mainly my field is uh, insect-plant interactions um, focused on agricultural research. And um, I'm very pleased to be uh, one of the participants of the Science Leadership Program for Latin America and the Caribbean. And um, as you can imagine, in Latin America, there are many issues in the systems of science, science and technology. Um, so uh, through a process of creative thinking, uh, my team um, narrowed da down uh, many issues in, in our systems of science and technology. And we came out um, with the issue of uh, gender gaps in STEM. And we wanted to address uh, the problem in a propositive manner. So we elaborate our policy brief uh, with this methodology. And um, we uh, investigate uh, about gender gaps in STEM in Latin America. And uh, as you can uh, know, um, gender gaps persist in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, especially in Latin America and the Caribbean regions. And um, however, there are early and mid-career researchers, inventors, graduate students uh, who have concerns about gender gaps in STEM, and um, they are playing an active role 
from their proposals of social responsibility for women. So uh, we want to emphasize that these initiatives must be uh, most involved different actors uh, such as universities, business sector, government, and society. Um, our policy brief aims uh, to visibilize the social responsibility of young academics as part of a healthy scientific culture that bridges the gender gaps in STEM in the Latin America and Caribbean region. So, um, to introduce you to, to the problem of gender gaps in STEM, uh, we found that um, only two countries in Latin America, Chile and Costa Rica, uh, have formulated specific policies concerning gender equality in science, technology and innovation. Um, we wanted to know uh, what are the specific strategies to increase the training of women in STEM areas based on initiatives of young academics and uh, how we can replicate uh, these actions in uh, different countries of our region, adapting them to the local context of each country. Um, as you probably know, uh, the inclusion of women promotes scientific excellence and boasts uh, the quality of research results in STEM. Their contribution lies in favoring the inclusion and diversity of different perspectives that add creativity, reduce biases, and promote a stronger knowledge solutions. Uh, to problems. Um, we uh, uh, wanted to, to know um, or to present some uh, figures about uh, gender gaps in STEM. And um, we, we know that it's estimated that earnings would be between uh, five and six billion US dollars if entrepreneurship gap between men and women were re reduced. Um, the, some of the highest uh, earning STEM occupations, uh, such as computer science and engineering, have the lowest uh, percentage of women workers. And uh, women uh, remain at lower numbers in these areas of knowledge and uh, the salary gap persists. Um, also, we know that the pr proportion of doctorate graduate women in uh, all the world does not exceed uh, 30%. Um, the access uh, of, and permanence of women in STEM areas uh, is only uh, 35% uh, um, of the total uh, number of students registered uh, are women. Yeah. And um, also, we know that uh, women receive less uh, research grants compared to the number of grants received by men, and is even more difficult for them.
to obtain sources of funding or capital for startups in science and technology. And we wanted to highlight uh, um, some examples of uh, successful cases that address uh, gender gaps in STEM in Latin America. And I want to tell you about two initiatives. Uh, the first one is called Laboratoria. Laboratoria is a nonprofit organization. It uh, success lies in the work uh, realized for low-income Latin American women. It provides them with the tools to get a job by teaching them topics related to digital products or web development free of charge for six months. Once these women get a job with their salary, they pay for only one time an amount already established in order to give continuity to the program and for other women to receive uh, quality education in these uh, boot camps. Um, there is also uh, another um, beautiful initiative, uh, which is called uh, Digital Community Centers. CCD uh, is the Spanish acronym of this um, initiative based in Guatemala. And uh, it came uh, as an initiative of the Guatemalan scientist Susana Rechea and other colleagues. Um, their purpose uh, is to provide indigenous women and girls in remote communities access to electricity and internet and training in digital and leadership skills and finance education with cultural relevance. Uh, digital uh, literacy programs are implemented for women and girls, most of them Mayan, in their local languages, uh, Kekchi and Chuk. And the most important aspect of this proposal is that the CCDs are based on business models co-assembled with women leaders of the communities. Thank you, Javier, for telling us about the issues uh, in the Latin American region regarding the STEM gap. And what, what is amazing about these initiatives is that they are driven by individuals. Uh, so imagine the potential of expanding this to other countries. And, and what do you see uh, in common of the other these initiatives that you mentioned and, and the other ones that appear in the policy brief? Uh, what are, are the common elements that drive the success of these initiatives? Yeah, yes. Thank you, uh, Paulina, for the question. We found out that uh, determinants of success of these uh, cases that we present in our policy brief uh, are the following. Uh, firstly, uh, they have a direct impact on reducing the gender gap for women, seeking equality and labor insertion. 
also innovative strategies underpin the value proposition in the training of women in STEM areas. Thirdly, the initiatives uh, seek to address a need in the Latin American region. And also they are articulated with civil society, uh, the institutions and companies that support and take action in these social responsibility initiatives. And finally, um, all these projects um, generate a spirit of motivation um, about social responsibility in other young academics uh, based on the needs of their communities. Um, so, and regarding that, so what are your uh, recommendations with all these examples that you found in these initiatives? What do you recommend to institutions in, in a region and, and policymakers? Yeah, thanks, uh, Paulina. Our uh, final message uh, is um, coming with four recommendations for our target groups. Uh, the first is the implementation of a regional map of good practices in social responsibility related to reducing the gender gaps in STEM. So to achieve this strategy, we suggest to elaborate um, a virtual platform for the dissemination of good innovative practices in the Latin American and Caribbean region. Uh, we propose to do this um, through the UNESCO portal website. This will be beneficial, especially for young academics, uh, because they will take action with their initiatives in reducing gaps in STEM. Uh, we suggest also the creation of innovative state policies in terms of three things, um, youth initiatives in academia, gender inclusion, and STEM. Uh, our second recommendation is the institutionalization of official spaces to socialize innovation initiatives for the benefit of women in STEM areas. So to achieve this, we required the political will at multiple levels within universities, companies, governments, and society uh, to promote uh, coordinated work for training, funding, and scholarship management that enable women uh, the access and remain in education. Um, in second place, um, we suggest the generation of new spaces for the exchange of significant experiences of social innovation or entrepreneurship in terms of gender um, training paths in, in STEM. Uh, third, uh, we suggest the creation and consolidation of collaborative networks in face-to-face -face and virtual spaces in uh, Latin America and the Caribbean for the visibility, recognition, and 
grants management for training of women in STEM areas. Um, our third recommendation is uh, the promotion of transdisciplinary and interinstitutional dialogues in the region. Uh, for developing this strategy is required in first place the participation in awareness raising spaces uh, for the academic scientific community. For example, programs or workshops about the articulation of different knowledge types in the development of innovation proposals for benefit of women. Uh, secondly, um, the implementation of good practices, for example, um, the evaluation uh, with indicators of successful cases uh, that address the issue of gender gaps in STEM, identification of the initiatives on the regional map, and the replication in other countries and or regions. Um, finally, our fourth recommendation is strengthening networks of young academics who lead initiatives to reduce gender gaps. Uh, to achieve this um, strategy uh, is required in first place a revision of assessment metrics in national research systems about the impact of the participation of young professionals in mentoring, leadership, and outreach activities. And secondly, um, development of calls for proposals aimed for young academics that articulate the reduction of gender gaps in STEM, uh, the creation of prizes or rewards for young academics to be recognized in the science platform portal of their countries or similar systems so they get uh, young academics will get motivated to generate more initiatives like the ones we show in our policy brief and um, that's uh, all uh, our recommendations. Uh, we can say that, uh, in conclusion, it's necessary to visualize and promote the efforts made by, by young academics who have managed to solve a specific need in the region of Latin America and the Caribbean, um, for example, in reducing gender gaps in STEM areas. Uh, to magnify these efforts is necessary to develop our regional map of good practices, socialize innovation initiatives, promote transdisciplinary and interinstitutional dia dialogues, and strengthen young initiatives in academia. Thank you, Javier. It, it is really interesting to see uh, from from um, how this was all, you know, conceived, uh, all this policy brief. And we usually complain a lot about every gap that we have in our research systems, um, but it's different the approach that you and, and the other authors have on taking these successful cases, taking all these stories 
and and really showing uh, something positive that already exists that we don't have to reinvent and, and that there are metrics of success already and and they can be just replicated in other countries uh, or all, all these initiatives are driven by individuals if they could be taken by institutions uh, and take be taken to another level uh, and they are easy to replicate so um, I, I like this approach more on the positive side to show what is already working and that it can be easily replicated in other countries of our region. Um, so I, I really appreciate this discussion today and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Paulina, for inviting us for, for this podcast. <laughs> thank you. This episode of Voices of Young Scientists was produced by James Curtis for the Global Young Academy. Music provided by Fragile Audio Room Music Production.